like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. The end of August, for the last 38 years, the Great River Folk Festival has brought a great assortment of music and folk arts to La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I encountered an entire passel of musical talent there this past year. A couple interviews that you've already heard over the past few months, and even more coming soon. Today, for Song of the Soul, we're featuring one of the main stage bands called Harmonious Whale known for, among other things, their assortment of gypsy jazz music. And I'm pleased to welcome one of their lead faces and voices, Maggie Delany Potoff. You're going to be blown away by the amazing, beautiful, creative things Maggie can do with the human pipes. Right now, we go to the phone in Madison, Wisconsin, to join Maggie Delany Potoff of Harmonious Whale. Maggie, I'm delighted to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you. I'm so glad that we finally connected. This is great. I was delighted to see you at the Great River Folk Festival. It was real fun seeing you and Sims and Jeff playing away. Your music falls between a lot of different other categories. I mean, gypsy jazz is the phrase I've heard most frequently for you. Is that your native style? What did you play before you met Sims? Well... Before I met Sims, I was just actually enjoying musical theater here in Madison, Wisconsin, where I live, and just kind of playing around with hobby music. And then I met Sims, and we got married, and he started Harmonious Whale. I didn't join the whale initially. They didn't have a vocalist. But I did do a little audition, I remember, at one of the rehearsals. And the very first song I sang with them was Exactly Like You which was a song I didn't know. But for some reason, one of them pulled it out of the real book, and I sang through it. So every once in a while, I would sit in with the whale, sing exactly like you, and then we added Cinderella Lie, and little by little, I have maybe three or four songs. And then a couple of years later, joined the band full-time. But, you know, it all kind of evolved from there. But I, I like to sing songs that suit my voice, so it's like in cross-genres. I heard that the first time that you met Sims, he was actually at a bar somewhere playing bluegrass, and you didn't know bluegrass. So he evidently has some bluegrass in his bones. Yeah, he does, yeah. He had a great little bluegrass band. You know, he's playing mandolin, of course, and it's true. I did not, I was not familiar with bluegrass music, and every song sounded the same to me. <laughs> and now? Oh, now I'm, I totally enjoy bluegrass music, and every song does not sound the same to me. I have a great appreciation for bluegrass. And what about opera? Hmm. I've been to an opera once or twice. 
Well, you haven't selected any opera pieces for today's Song of the Soul. <laughs> Why don't you get us started with this first song that you did choose? All right. People Stuff is a song that is actually on our very first recording. My husband wrote the song. What I love most about this song and performing it every time, and as I say, it's on our, one of our first recordings and our band's 26 years old, so you can tell, you know, it's a song that I have not ever tired from. And, and I think it's because, uh, number one, the message of the song applies itself to our orientation to life around our household, which is kind of lived simply. We're pretty bohemian around here. We have an old house with a lot of antiques and hand-me-downs. And so it's that not having too much stuff. Don't let it pile up around you. But also what I love about singing this song is that it, it was the first song Morris Sims, our band leader, turned to me and asked if I could sing the violin line because he had written a really cool bebop line that's inserted in this song and our violinist had left Harmonious Well to join the symphony. So Sims said, can you sing the violin lines? And I said, okay. So I um, busted my chops on those, and now really these kind of duo lines between mandolin and voice have become a bit of a hallmark for Harmonious Whale. But that was the first one, was people stuff. So I love it for those two reasons. I love the message of the song, of the lyrics, and then I, I really had a blast working out that bebop line. Are you classically trained in voice, or how did you do that? I, I know you give lessons there in Madison. I want to ask about that a little bit later. But were you trained in some way classically to be able to do that incredible vocals? Well, actually, I was uh, just pretty much a natural singer growing up through the years. I had a great high school choir director, but I didn't have any private lessons or anything. But, of course, you just gained so much information from being under a good director. And I did actually go off to college to become a music major, and I did have my first voice instructor at that time. And it had a bit of a reverse results for me. So, unfortunately, I, I went backwards instead of forwards. <laughs> kind of backed out of that program and worked on getting my voice back into shape on my own. So I got it back into its own natural shape. I got the elasticity back, the fluidity, the power, and I did all that on my own. And I did not do it by going to a voice teacher. <laughs> well, good for you. The song we're listening to right now, it's called People Stuff. It's by Harmonious Whale, including today's Song of the Soul guest, Maggie Delaney Potter. Stars on. 
machines My eyes might finally see That I got all the mountain streams Right here in my sweet home And though I love the wilderness I have no need to roam There's so much more than people stuff To keep my sanity To love my wife and teach my kids That's quite enough for me People stuff, not for me People stuff, I have no need People stuff, no I don't want Piles of piles and miles of piles and miles of miles of stuff Piles of piles and miles of piles and miles of miles of stuff Harmonious Whale's first CD back in 1993. The CD was Airborne. The song is People Stuff. And we have Maggie Delaney Potoff here today for Song of the Soul. Beautiful song, Maggie. Again, your voice, it's incredible. Thank you. And I also like the message. I mentioned earlier, and I'd like you to just talk a little bit about it. You give, I guess, singing lessons or music lessons or something like that, but very unconventional as far as I'm concerned. Tell us about what you do. Well, I, I teach voice lessons. My motto is, if you can speak, you can sing. So I do start with very, very, very beginning people. Some people say, I just want to know if I can sing. And my theory is that, yes, everybody can sing. I teach my students in a very organic way. First of all, I want them to understand that the voice is the ultimate instrument. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in my living room at a piano, a dobro, a ukulele, and a tenor guitar right now. I'm looking at all these instruments. Oh, and there's a Congo drum in the corner. None of them are doing anything right now. But here I am speaking to you using my voice, raising my vibrations, raising your vibrations. So it is the ultimate instrument, and it's, it's the only instrument that can connect to our soul, our thinking brain, our entire physical body, all at the same time. It's the only instrument that does that. So we need to take all this into consideration that when we're singing, we're, we're raising our vibrations. And what I've found, actually, is that when people knock on my door or come to a class, they're doing so because something has clicked in their life. Something has changed for them to say, I'm going to do this. You know, I've, I've been saying for years I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. But something has happened in their life. There's been a shift that all of a sudden makes them feel like they can expose a little bit more of their soul to the universe. Because when we're speaking or singing, that's what we're doing is exposing part of our soul to the universe. So they're ready to do that and they come in and we start every lesson on the floor. We lay on our backs, we close our eyes and we just really focus on our entire breathing apparatus because we all know singing is all about breath and the alignment of the spine and how are we going to get the most organized breath work here. And then we come up to sitting and we do some breathing exercises there. And then we come up to standing and I do some exercises depending on what I want to hear from the student. But almost the whole hour is spent with our eyes closed because they really need to get inside and be working their own instruments. I can't do it for them. I'm just on the outside coaching them with my intuition, my knowledge, my technique. But they are the ones that really have to pull their sound out from inside. So they keep their eyes closed, and we have that kind of focus. And it's really fun. I get, I get a lot of great feedback. Like, you know, they came in after school or after work, and they're just dragging. And an hour later, they're, like, skipping out the door, you know. And it's just it's a really kind of a, a great experience. And a lot, we get a lot of work done. 
in the article that I read where I, I learned about your vocal lessons, it was called Singing for Screamers class. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's just one particular version of it, but it's a Singing for Screamers class that you hold at the Unitarian Church. And it, it was described maybe kind of looking from the outside, like maybe starting a yoga class or some other kind of body work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Is, like I said, we, we start on the floor, so... Mm-hmm. Are you into those kind of things too? Do you do different kinds of body work or oh, sure. mm-hmm. so yoga and other kinds of body work? You do all that? Yep. I love yoga. I love Pilates. Both of those techniques call for different types of breath work than singing does. That can get a little confusing, but yeah, I, I, I do like, I think both of those are on top of my list and I love to dance. So all of those combined kind of probably <laughs> helps singing become a whole body experience. Well, why don't you continue our whole body experience by giving us another song for your Song of the Soul? Okay. I think a fun one to listen to would be Lagavulin Bay. Lagavulin Bay is a beautiful corner of the world in a little island just south of Scotland called Isla. Some people say Islay. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And Lagavulin is a distillery there. makes just the most incredibly wonderful, warm, smoky, peaty scotch. (laughs) And Sims and I, my husband and I, were driving around Scotland. He was there to pick up a mandolin that was being repaired by a luthier in the northern part of Scotland. So we went over there and we um, went to Glasgow and we rented a 1969 VW camper van. (laughs) (laughs) And we just kind of bombed around Scotland for a couple weeks. We were so excited to go to the Lagavulin distillery because that's our favorite scotch. And so we did that. And then we got on the ferry to get back to the mainland. And as the ferry pulled away and we could see the Lagavulin Bay in the distance, and there's the beautiful white distillery getting further and further away from us, Sims began to tear up, and he got a little bit weepy and sad. And he pulled out his notebook immediately and wrote this beautiful song called Lagavulin Bay, which opens up by kind of reminiscing about the Angel Share, which I don't know if you've ever toured a distillery in the UK, but when you enter the room with all the big oak barrels, it smells so delicious, and it, it smells so delicious because every barrel emits 2% of its alcohol into the atmosphere. And they all refer to that as the angels share. So that's the first line of this song. Lagavulin Bay by Harmonious Whale. The angels share on Lagavulin Bay Is in the
Doesn't it make you want to go to Lagavulin Bay? The song is by Harmonious Whale. It's from their CD about three years ago. They put out the Vegan Zombies Lament CD. Wonderful song written by Sims, who is Maggie's husband. Maggie Delaney Potoff is here today for Song of the Soul. And this is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org. On the website, you can find eight and a half years of our programs, free listening and download. You can find comments. You can find links to our guests, like to get a hold of Harmonious Whale. Their website's pretty simple. Whale, as in W-A-I-L, as in a loud sound. Whale.com is where you'll find Sims and Maggie and their compatriot Jeff Weiss plays bass. Lagavulin Bay, though, is what we just finished. And that song sounds very traditional folk to me. As a matter of fact, if you hadn't told me that Sims is the one who wrote it, I could have believed there was some old Scotch guy there writing that one. Mm-hmm. Does he always write the songs? Is he always the lyricist or are you the lyricist? You're the voice that I most strongly identify with the group. I've written some songs as well, so I think Sims has written more than than I have. So are you saying that you and Sims are both equally grabbed by that area of Scotland? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We love it over there. One of the problems with having the simple life and maybe being a folk musician is you don't generally tend to get very rich, so you can't afford all the trips to Scotland (laughs) you'd like. (laughs) Right. You get there as much as you can. That's how that goes. You just got to set up a tour. Yeah, we have a um, fellow who's working our new CD for us over in Europe and the UK. So he's been getting real good results with that. So hopefully a tour will be booked after he creates the buzz. And by the new CD, you're referring to Bohemian Tango? Mm-hmm, Bohemian Tango. Okay. I think that I noted seven CDs that you have. You put one out every couple few years, including a couple of them are live, and those are on the early end. As far as I'm concerned, the live performance that I saw from you at the Great River Folk Festival was excellent. You could have canned that and sent it out. It would have been, <laughs> it would have been a winner right away. Thanks. Thank you, Mark. The other thing that you do is, besides singing, and again, I I think your voice is incredible, the music you do is incredible, but you also provide some kind of percussion things, and I understand you have a particular penchant for vodka boxes, cardboard boxes. (laughs) I do. It's all about corrugation, Mark. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The gin boxes, it's gin and vodka. They seem to have the best corrugation for me to play. I use some. I just use the same brushes that you would use if you were playing a snare drum. And I get a good box that fits securely in the stand. And like I said, it's usually gin or vodka. Wine boxes are too shiny. You know, they they often have a finish on them. Sometimes a brandy box will work. But actually, I don't know, just ends up usually being gin or vodka. And then I put a mic inside, run it through the compressor, and I just think it has a great sound. I love it. 
You know, it's funny, when we do tour in Europe, even in Thailand, you know, the recycling was so efficient, you know, that a lot of their cardboard isn't the real thick corrugation that we see here anymore. It's a softer blend. So it is kind of tricky for me to get a box once I leave the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is, since you've got these alcoholic spirits, and this program is a spiritual program, it's a good fit that way. Do you have to buy the vodka or gin or whatever and consume it in order to have the box? <laughs> no. My gosh, I'd be consuming a case every three gigs. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. No, I just walk into the liquor store here. The guy's used to me. And I'll just say, may I please take one box? And they'll say, okay. So no pressure there. No pressure on you either. But I do want to hear another of your songs. Well, which one do you want to hear? Well, it depends. It's up to you. But I was thinking The Vegan Zombies Lament. It's title track for that CD. I'm trying to find out what that's about. So (laughs) that's why I want you to sing it for me and tell me what it's about maybe afterwards. How about we just go right into it? Yeah, go for it. Vegan Zombies Lament. The man in the moon He'd like to hide Thank you. 
Maggie Delaney Potiff here today for Song of the Soul, and that was the Vegan Zombies Lament title track of their CD back in 2010. Maggie, I have almost no idea what that song's about. Is this by you or is this by Sims? That song was actually written by our son, Henry Delaney. He wrote that song on a road trip. He recorded it on a little cassette player inside of a hotel bathroom, probably a Motel 6 or something like that, because of the good acoustics in there. And uh, he just picked up his guitar and and recorded it. And we ended up taking it to our producer out at Range Records in Philly. All of us gathered around this little cassette player, which was hilarious. Does anybody even see those anymore? So we, <laughs> we all stuck our ear in that. Our producer at that time, Aaron Levinson, he said, this is a perfectly written song. It's got to be the title cut. And we said, okay. Actually, Henry played guitar on that one. He's also in there doing a little bit of vocals. It's a philosophical tune as far as I can tell. It's If you knew everything that was going to happen in the future, do you think, does it change anything? And, of course, the answer is no. (laughs) Or if you could be everywhere at the same time at the same place at the same time. Would anything change in your life? It's like, no. So it's it's kind of the power of now, live in the moment. Yeah, then it's got it more, uh, what do we want to say? Not brutal, that's too strong of a word, but, you know, it's got its punctuation marks and it, it talks about the, the angel of death. It's my favorite line. The angel of death would probably come for you, but I bet that you could take him. So, <laughs> you know, so the grim reaper's coming, but come on, buck up. You know, and if the world stops spinning when the sun goes down, take your baby and get down. So it's really, it is, to quote our producer, Aaron Levinson, his perfectly written song, title track. So religiously, spiritually, philosophically, however it works for you, what kind of influences did you bring from your early life and pass on to your kids? As they were growing up, we really found a lot of comfort and wisdom in Native American spirituality. So those are the books that we started purchasing and reading. And we would go out every Sunday morning out into the woods and we'd sit and read another story and talk about those aspects of spirituality and nature and Mother Earth and and the world and how to respect it and how to find your own passion and your own purpose and bring it back around to share with your community and the world. That's your job. And I'm guessing that that wasn't how you were raised. Did you spend a, every Sunday out in the woods with your parents? No, but we'd go for a ride. 
<laughs> we did go for a ride, but we always went off to Mass every Sunday morning. I had a, a nice, big, lovely Irish Catholic family that I grew up in. And what did Sims bring with him into the relationship? Was he Catholic also? Yep. The name of that song, by the way, The Vegan Zombies Lament. That is one of the weirdest names of a song I've ever run into. <laughs> well, Henry was a vegan for a minute. I asked him, I said, why are you being a vegan? And he said, oh, mostly to annoy Emmett, which is his brother. <laughs> <laughs> and he just always wanted to name a song, The Vegan Zombies Lament, because of its play on words. So, you know, it's not like this title has anything to do with the lyric of the song. It's just something he wanted to do. <laughs> and, and it's excellent that you chose it as a title track. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, here we have Henry Emmett's his younger brother, and Emmett is a pretty fired-up guy. In fact, he recorded a beautiful, he did a beautiful take on our most recent record, Bohemian Tango. Emmett sings uh, track number four, It's Not My Fault, and he just tore it up, and it was really a treasure for me to be able to go into the studio and harmonize with him. That was a very special moment for me. And Emmett, you know, we were talking earlier about this. The, one of the classes I teach is singing for screamers. And Emmett was my first screaming student. At age 14, he was homeschooling, so he started taking some voice lessons with me. And he was into the screaming heavy metal. So I figured out the approach and the exercises to help rock and roll singers blast through some of this stuff, you know, without doing any damage to the pipes. So that's Emmett, great singer. And we have a song called Emmett's Tune. It's called Emmett's Tune because, as I said, he, he's a fired-up individual, and when he was a little tiny tot, he didn't need that much sleep. So he was always up and going, and, and one night he went to bed early and just crashed and went sound asleep. And my husband, Sims, wrote this song called Emmett's Tune, which originally was an instrumental. Then a couple of years later, he added the lyrics. The lyrics have nothing to do with Emmett, but they do have a lot to do with being in love in the fall and renewing your commitment in the fall. And Sims and I have our wedding anniversary in September. Emmett was born in September. So all these things kind of tie together in a way in Emmett's tune. Flying thee across the sky Another year and here am I Like a leaf falls from the blue I fall in love with you With you I laugh, with you I cry And though I try Sometimes I miss that highway song 
is Harmonious Whale, their website, whale, W-A-I-L.com. That song you'll find on there, uh, it's from their first CD, Airborne, back in 1993. It's called Emmett's Tune. And we have Maggie Delaney Potoff, who is Emmett's mother, here today for Song of the Soul. When you were talking before the song, you were talking about Emmett, kind of heavy metal screamer. Has he kept that up? Is he, was that a passing phase? Oh, no, Emmett's a great singer. He actually is not in a band right now, but I think he'll be putting something together sooner than later. Since he's on your latest CD, I, of course, knew he was still making some music, but is that his mainstay? No, he drives cab. And so you have the two sons. Are there any more? Is that the full team? That's our full family. That's the four of us, yeah. And do the four of you make music together, too? Oh, not too much. Around a campfire, you know, or at a family reunion, that kind of thing. Nothing organized. Well, let's keep going with your music. We've got a couple more to get in before the end of the hour. What's next? I Like to Feel My Bones. It's a song that I wrote. This song is really, talk about a song from your soul. This song was influenced, unfortunately, by a really bad car crash we had with our band on the way to a gig. We were driving through the Blue Ridge Mountains. It was a beautiful fall day, and we had just come from a wonderful two-week tour in Taiwan. So we were full of Buddha bliss and mellowed out and loving every minute. <laughs> and there we are, driving along slowly, mellowly. And this really bad driver came around, you know, this mountain road. He's coming towards us. He's in our lane. He's in our lane. He's not pulling over. It's like, what, is he just going to hit us? And we had nowhere to go. You know how it is. There's no shoulder or anything. So he did. He hit the back of our van. We drive one of those big Florida condo lines. So our van rolled, and we were hanging upside down in our seatbelts, and the water from the river started gushing in. And so we got through that experience. We actually played the gig that night, which was pretty oh, amazing. Wow. But we, <laughs> we figured it was better than going to a hotel and drinking ourselves crazy. So, uh, yeah, we were still picking glass out of our hair and stuff on the stage. It was just and we had to, you know, get a bass from somewhere. I needed instruments. My instruments were all waterlogged, my percussion instruments. And I got that all pulled together and had a wonderful experience, of course, playing music because there's nothing like it. So we got ourselves home to Wisconsin. And I think I was still in shock, to tell you the truth. I went over to the market, and I was pushing my cart through the produce. And I looked around, and I realized, I thought, you know, I could be seeing all this from the other side right now. I just got my my vegetables and I went home and I took a little rest. I laid down on the bed and when I woke up, the song came out right next to my bed. I keep a notebook. I just wrote it out completely intact. I went down to the kitchen. I pulled open the junk drawer, pulled out this old scissors that used to belong to my mother and added that as the percussion. <laughs> and here's the entire song intact. It's called I Like to Feel My Bones, but I think more and more lately people have just started referring to it as that scissors song. I like to feel my bones I like to feel my bones I like to feel 
Harmonious Whale, including today's Song of the Soul guest, Maggie Delaney Potoff. Their website, whale.com, W-A-I-L.com. I like to feel my bones, the scissor song, I guess. And it's from their CD, Resist Temptation. So when did you get into resisting temptation? When did I get into resisting temptation? 
I think those are just two words that came together nicely, so we put them on the cover of the CD. <laughs> but it's not the real message, is it? <laughs> no, but it does make you stop and think for a minute, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it did, and I thought, you know, you could be pretty pious. There's an awful lot of religion out there in the world, which is all about telling you, if you enjoy it, it's probably sinful, right? And <laughs> right. so I don't think that's the plane that either you or I are on, so... Resist temptation. I'm going, really? Why? <laughs> yeah, no. Believe me, it's not true. I just had my friend's birthday Sunday night, and I ate three pieces of cake. So forget it. <laughs> There's no resisting temptation around here. <laughs> so I, I love the song, and I really resonate with the message, too. The I don't think a lot of people bother to enjoy their lives. They don't tend to be present for so much of their lives. <laughs> And you strike me as a person who's very present to your life. And that song conveys it well. Yeah, I've had people come up and, um, you know, they respond to it. There's a line in there about, I like to squeeze my kids. Then the, the line says, you know, I feed them, I clothe them, I sing them songs. My kids can do no wrong. You know, when my boys heard that, they looked at me and was like, well, that's not true. <laughs> I was like, hey, it rhymes, okay? Let's just go with the rhyme here. <laughs> but I have had people come up to me and say, boy, you make me have much more appreciation for my kids. And they're just shaking their heads like, oh, you know, those kids are driving me crazy. So there are a few little sparks in the song that I think people can relate to, which is always helpful. <laughs> and you sing it so wonderfully sensually. And one of the phrases, though, again, you span many genres of music, but gypsy jazz is one of the things that you particularly are known for. Or I think you are founders of the Midwinter Midwest Gypsy Swing Fest. Talk a little bit about that fest. Oh, yeah, it's our festival. We host it twice a year, held in September every year. It's outside of Madison, Wisconsin, in Fitchburg, Wisconsin, and it's held in an old barn, and also there's a big performance tent. Beautiful, beautiful horse farm in the country. It's quite magical. It's really magical. And we bring in gypsy jazz guitarists from our local musicians here and then our regional, our, our national, and our international. So it's a real mix. There's a wonderful jam session. There's a campfire. It goes basically all night long with the gypsy jazz players. And it's really a, it's a highlight for a lot of people's summer. We used to tell our audience, you have to come and hear these amazing gypsy jazz guitarists. You just have to come out to the barn. And, and now that's completely reversed. Now, when my husband's booking the festivals, he finds himself telling the artists, you have to see this audience. <laughs> you have to meet these fans because it's, it's a great experience. It's, it's really, really, really magical. So we do that in September, and then we do it again in February, always near Valentine's Day because of it's such a romantic, passionate sound. It just makes a wonderful Valentine's Day. So, yeah, we do two festivals a year. It's great. And I assume people can best keep track of it maybe through whale.com or wail.com? Yeah, or, or, of course, the festival has its own website, which is midwestgypsyswingfest.com. If you can't remember all those other words, folks, just come to nordenspiritradio.org and you'll find the link to the Midwest Gypsy Swing Fest, a great place to join not only Harmonious Whale, but all these folks, local and national and international, for gypsy jazz. 
I talked to you a week ago or so, and I was talking to you about folk dancing. In Madison, you have the Reptile Palace Orchestra, mm-hmm. who start from folk dancing, which I'm into, international folk dancing, and they go many other places with their music. Mm-hmm. How often do you have people get up and do international folk dancing to your music, or is it always swing, or what is it? It's swing dance. Yeah, they do swing dancing, and they do some Lindy hopping, because it is a jazz sound that we have. It's jazz rhythm. So, but we, get, we love it when we have swing dancers, and the Lindy hoppers, of course, are <laughs> just amazing. They play, throw each other around and stuff. It's just amazing. I would love to be able to do that. I just have to find time to take a class and get in there and do it. Well, you are a dancer. You are a theater person of origin, aren't you? I love to dance, yeah. I took dance lessons through my 20s and 30s and into my 40s. I did. I loved it. Well, clock winding down. One last song. Oh, the money song. This is a, I don't know, I think it's a funny song. I started out writing these lyrics out on a notebook, and it was kind of when the economy crashed, to tell you the truth. And I was sitting in a hot tub with my friend who's very savvy in business and money, and we were talking, and we're like, where's the money? You know, it's still there. It's just moved. So where is it? Where did it go? Where's the money? So I went back home and I grabbed my notebook and I um, started jotting down this song. And again, it came out pretty much intact. The first line talks about uh, a man with his backpack and his clear blue eyes. That was an image I had of my son Henry, who at the time was traveling the world with a backpack. Now, most people, you picture a backpack of a big, nice backpacker's pack. Well, this guy is so slimmed down that he's got just this little tiny old antique vintage army pack it's so minuscule i can't even believe it and he lives out of that thing plus his guitar case and he can stuff clothes in there too but the song starts out with this image i had of this guy with a a backpack and that's all he needs in life of course if he had a little dough it would be helpful so where's the money and then another image in this song maybe i'll buy a boat with this song that i wrote And that, again, is uh, Henry's next dream after he was finished traveling was to buy a sailboat. And he wanted to sail over to the south of France. And then, of course, there must be a way to get a new husband with a money-back guarantee. (laughs) I can't tell you where that came from. I have no idea where that came from. (laughs) So anyway, you know, the song is just for some laughs. That's about it. Then let's go out laughing for today's Song of the Soul. We've been speaking with Maggie Delaney Potoff of Harmonious Whale, their website, whale.com, W-A-I-L.com, or just follow the link from org. A lot of fun that we have with your music, Maggie, both at the Great River Folk Festival and today for Song of the Soul. So thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. It was a great time. I had a blast. Thanks a lot. Because we ran out of time in this broadcast, you can find some bonus excerpts of this interview with Maggie out on northernspiritradio.org. Visit, look for the bonus excerpts, and post a comment while you're on the site. Right now, we finish with Harmonious Whale and The Money Song. See you next week for Song of the Soul. I saw a little man just the other day Walking with a pack on his back He had clear blue eyes And with a little bit of dough There wasn't much that he doesn't lack Where's the money? Show me the money Get me some money I heard 
it's love that makes the world round and round and money can't buy happiness. So I sent a box of smiles to my old landlord and now I got a new address. Quicker than a dog bury its bone, faster than a stingray stings. Let's break through.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.